Welcome back to seeing life from a different angle. I'm sorry about the intro music today that uh, my nephew Alec has written and composed and played. However, it's for whatever reason just choosing not to play today. So what I thought I would do is I'm going to read uh, a snippet from a book, um, Readings for Meditation and Reflection. I've done this a couple times before, but the reason I'm doing it today is because I find that it oftentimes stirs up some interesting thoughts and conversation starters, if you want to put it that way. You know, I made a post on my Facebook page the other day, um, just yesterday, as a matter of fact. And, you know, it's interesting the, the degree or the, the number of responses that you get when it's something people don't really want to read. When I, what I wrote yesterday or what I put in there was a snippet from C.S. Lewis and one of his letters. And basically what it says is, you know, when you pray for Hitler and Stalin, and I think that shuts people down right away. You know, they don't want to think about, you know, praying for someone that they consider so bad that they see as so horrible that they could never consider actually praying for this person. But I think, you know, it's one of those types of interesting things that we don't really tend to consider, you know, and so I'll read this snippet. When you pray for Hitler and Stalin, how do you actually teach yourself to pray to make the prayer real? Good question. I just put that in there, by the way. The two things that help me are a, a continual grasp of the idea that one is only joining one's feeble little voice to the perpetual intercession of Christ who died for these very men. B, a recollection, as firm as I can make it, of all one's own cruelty, which may have blossomed might have blossomed under different conditions into something terrible. You and I are not at the bottom so different from these ghastly creatures. Fascinating thought, isn't it? To consider that, you know, as the saying goes, there before the grace of God go I. I don't really ultimately believe that that's true. I think ultimately, you know, we are born into this world with this great relationship with God, with this desperate longing for a great relationship with our parents, but the world is going to make a determination as to how we are gratified or not. Can we stay in this place? Can we stay in this loving place of, as Lewis calls it, a place of agape, where we are engaged and loved and we connect, you know, we really feel the grace and love of God, you know, and we're not worried about it. There's no fear there, you know, because we are loved freely. Much like the notion of Adam and Eve, you know, they were loved freely until they decided that that wasn't enough, that they wanted something more. And that's really what that speaks of. The story of Adam and Eve really speaks of the development of one's own ego that comes about as a byproduct of the world and the parents in our world saying to us, no, 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 this isn't how life really operates. You know, you can't have all these things. And while we wish, they wish as much as anyone else to be in that space again, that wide open reality, it's not something that they believe can exist because it has become submerged into their unconscious mind. And so when we think about this snippet that I posted on Facebook on my Seeing Life from a Different Angle page, you know, it's an interesting thing to consider, you know, especially that latter part, you and I are not as, at the bottom so different from these ghastly creatures, you know, because the truth of it is we're driven by our fears. We're driven by our ego's needs to maintain a certain status quo. Hitler and Stalin and Mao Zedong and all these sadly terrible human beings who have done such horrible things to other human beings in life to kill 
hundreds of millions of people, basically, between the three of them. You know, when we think about this, you know, why are they any different than us? It's because at some level or another, they were dragged down farther from this love of God, farther and farther down this line of approximation into a place of subsistence where all they could do was focus on sustaining themselves and living in the perpetual state of fear that they then used to drive their pride, to drive their sinfulness. And so, you know, the point of it, and I began this, is to say, you know, it's a fascinating thing to consider that people don't really, you know, the number of people that have looked at this, that have, you know, seen this page is 215. I posted this last night. Now, it's a fascinating thing. Yes, it may seem like a small amount. It may seem like a lot of to to depending upon your circumstance. But normally by this point in time, there's over a thousand people who will have responded to this. Well over a thousand, sometimes about 1,500, maybe almost 2,000 people who have responded by this point in time. What does that say that 215 people have looked at this, let alone responded to this? says a great deal. Because I think what it says is when there's something deeply uncomfortable, when there's something that deeply challenges us, we'll desperately desire to avoid it at all costs. And I think that's part of the complication of our whole life is that it is much easier for us to stay in a place where we think we're doing good. As Lewis says here, you know, Christianity will do you good a great deal more than you could ever have wanted or expected. And the first bit of good that it will do you is to hammer into your head and you won't enjoy that. The fact that you have been hitherto, that what you have hitherto called good, all about leading a decent life and being kind, isn't quite the magnificent and all-important affair you supposed. It will teach you that, in fact, you can't be good on your own moral efforts. Wow, that's an incredibly bold and, I think, beautifully put and honestly put statement. You know, when we are pulled away from the healthiness that is God, when we are pulled away from the healthiness that could have been and could have stayed if it hadn't been for a sad and pain-filled and fear-ridden world, if we've been able to stay in a place of love, how different would it be? But we're not in that space. You know, we are in a fear-driven world. We are far removed from love, and all that we call love truly is rarely love because it isn't really focused on taking care of the other and meeting the other's needs. It's about protecting our own ego, finding what it is we need from this relationship. Love is about, as, as Tom, Thomas Aquinas says, love is about meeting the need, basically meeting the needs of others, doing for the other without any expectation of anything in return. You know, the good of the other, willing the good of the other. But the truth of it is, we think by if we live decent lives and we don't do any harm to anyone, that we're doing well. That's wrong. That's wrong. Because what we're doing is we're acting, at, we're acting as if we're not standing, moving at all. And that's the truth. When we don't do harm to others, we're not moving at all. You know, when we're standing still, we're dying. You know, if we're going to move, if we're going to live, if we're going to have life within us, if we're going to find joy in this world, we have to move. And the way we have to move is to do good for others. Not avoid doing badly for them, but to do good for them. And the choice is ours. The choice is ours every minute of every day. And it is difficult. As Lewis talks about, as others have talked about, you know, 
one of the most difficult tasks is we wake up in the morning and we're flooded with these thoughts of all the things we have to do today and all the things we did yesterday that were right, that were wrong, that were bad, that were good, things that we've done to hurt other people, things that they've done to hurt us, floods us, you know, floods our minds. And yet what we have to do is be able to say, okay, is this going to move me forward? Is this going to lead me to want to do good for others? Or is this going to lead me to a sense where I want to strike out out of fear? I want to puff up my chest out of a sense of pride that's also driven by my fear. These are choices that we have to make. You know, do I let these things occur in me or do I do something about it? Do I make a choice? I make a change. Do I move forward or do I let things run my life that are dark and that are negative? You know, it's just like in C.S. Lewis's book, The Great Divorce. I know I'm talking about Lewis a great deal today. I've, I have found myself vastly excited by all of his works and all of his writings. And so, yeah, can't help it. And, you know, hopefully you get something out of this. But, you know, in his book, The Great Divorce, he talks about these individuals who are moving or taking this risk of getting on this bus and moving from one place to another. And the place that they live is a place of perpetual darkness. You know, light never comes. It's always perpetually dusk and then slides into night and then becomes dusk again and then slides back into night versus a place of light. You know, and the people on the bus go from this place of perpetual darkness into this place of perpetual light and they're blinded by it. You know, they're, they're not familiar with it. And so they are these transparent figures that, you know, once they get to this place of light, there's no substance left to them. Because for whatever reasons, and there are many, they have hung on to their pride. They have hung on to believing that they've done all these good things by not doing harm to anybody else. By thinking that they were so bright and they were educating everybody and that they were so right and that other people were wrong and they judged fairly all these other people as long as we make the choice to stay in a place of fear even if our relationships seem to be okay even if we have friends even if we have family even if we have a romantic life check yourself and ask yourself this am i doing what it is i'm doing because I want to do good by the other or am I doing what I'm doing because either a I don't want to hurt the other person or B I want to make sure that I'm getting what it is I need from this if it's either of those two you're standing still peace be with you